0: and vidcast as always i'm your host adam and with me is my co-host donnie the emerald enthusiast donnie how's it going
1: hey what's up comic book fans it's the man whose ring runs on fanboy energy the podcasting machine the big nerd in green it's the emerald enthusiast here to ask you the question once again what if
0: yes indeed uh and we are going to um be the main the main focus of our conversation will be of course episode two of disney plus's marvel series animated series what if uh but before that uh donnie we did have something uh, quite significant drop Uh, Mm -hmm. i think it was a day or two ago uh, the eternal Strider. did you happen to see that
1: uh, yes, I actually did see that, although I thought you were talking about the, the deal that Anthony Mackie signed. Oh, we're going to get to that. Yeah, yeah we're gonna get so to let's that talk too. about that, too. Anyway, go ahead, sir.
0: But yeah, the, the Eternals uh, trailer, the final trailer, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of it?
1: You know, I I'm really interested to see this movie. There are so many, like, kind of big concepts with the Eternals and after seeing the way that like you know the Loki series was handled I'm just I have more confidence in Marvel Studios to be able to pull this off so I can't wait to see it
2: I I gotta be honest with you the first trailer or teaser from a while back really didn't do anything for me Mm -hmm. uh the
0: first time around I was like you know obviously I'll see it eventually because it's a Marvel movie, and I've seen all of them. So, you know, the fact that I was going to see it wasn't in question. But my excitement level was was just not there until this this most recent trailer. That looked really good. Mm-hmm. I think visually it looks stunning. Uh, uh, very unique to what we're used to with Marvel. Uh, um I think that they did a good job of sort of in in the trailer giving you like a snapshot of what the Eternals concept is. And I like that
2: they're actually going to address like why the Eternals didn't get involved during the
0: Thanos uh, incident.
1: Yeah, because a lot of people are asking that question.
0: Yeah.
2: And um just visually like I really like what they've done with Icarus.
0: He looks like it looks like Superman, you know, like a lot of the mm-hmm. the heat vision, the flying looks very Superman like.
1: It they seem to have the the movie seems to have unique visuals. It has its yes, own it flavor. Does it. yeah, yeah, aesthetically. So And I
0: think that has to do with the director, uh, Chloe. I can't remember her last name. It's hard to pronounce. Chloe Zhao, I think something, something. Mm-hmm. Kind of but um, yeah, so I really, I really took to like the visuals of Icarus. I believe there was like a flying dragon type, type creature in there, and I'm like, isn't it funny that the guy from Game of Thrones, two guys from Game of Thrones are in this, and there are fl- there are flying dragons in this thing. <laughs> I, like they can't escape the, the flying dragons. <laughs> Anything they can do career-wise now is going to have a flying dragon in it.
1: Well, hey, that's uh, not the worst association
0: in that's, the world. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then, you know, um, Salma Hayek, I never thought she'd do a, a, a superhero comic book movie. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. Um, and, you know, just me being me and everybody knows what I like to do on at least once a show, every show. So I just got to say, Donnie, the shots of Angelina Jolie at the end of the trailer. Angelina Jolie, to this day, remains and quite possibly uh, is inching ever closer to the Hall of Fame portion of the <laughs> list. So she's 100% on the list. List. <laughs>
1: Your your list of multiverse wives just keeps growing and growing. Oh, I'm set so, ahead. Yeah. Oh, excuse me, omniverse wives. Yeah, because we had to we had to expand I
0: mean, it. <laughs> how many rings would you need, like wrestling rings, to have a raw rumble with all my multiverse wives?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I would look. I don't know. It would look more like a war games. So.
0: Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Let's set it up. Come on, uh, Tony Khan, Vince McMahon. Which one of you wants to get that get in on that action? Give me a call. We'll discuss it. Um, <laughs> but in the meantime, no, the trailer looked great. Um, it's still scheduled to come out only theatrically in November, mm-hmm. uh, which will be a shame because I'll be I won't be going to see it. It doesn't look like we'll be going to see a movie uh, in November. Yeah. But you know, there is that 45-day window where you know, in 45 days after its initial release, it will be on Disney Plus. So. I may have to wait 45 days, but I'll see it.
1: Yeah, that's definitely where I'm going to watch it. So, um,
0: But yeah, it looks pretty good. So uh, I'm excited about it now, where I, where I wasn't as Gun Call before. But now I'm on board. Um, and then, as you alluded to before, uh,
2: um, Anthony Mackey closed his deal to uh, to continue carrying the mantle and the shield as
0: Captain America, in Captain America 4. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the last we knew about this project was that it had the showrunner of Falcon and the Winter Soldier on as a writer. Uh, that's still the case. Now, Anthony Mackie is officially on board to return. That's what we know. So, Donnie, with all that in mind, where, uh, what's your reaction to all this?
1: You know, this is almost like a sequel for Anthony Mackie. I think that Disney has seen the reaction to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier on their streaming service. Mm -hmm. And I think they know that people accept Anthony Mackie as the new Captain America. Oh, absolutely. This is a logical place for the franchise to go. And I think people would, would be very excited to see this movie, hopefully in theaters... Or streaming, we we don't exactly know how the world is going to be when this releases, but I think it's safe to say that Anthony Mackey as Captain America is going to be a key part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, without question. Um, I I think it's a, it's a no brainer uh, uh, this move to bring him on and have him continue playing. Uh, the 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 next Captain America, you know, post Steve Rogers, um, like you said, the reaction was very positive. So why wouldn't you continue that 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 trend? And you're writing your ass- in your assessment that it's almost like a sequel because they've done the the, the character development, you know, the road to him becoming Captain America. That's all taken care of. Yeah. So now they could just get into the into the meat of the story now.
1: They can just hit the ground running with the next yeah. movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I am definitely looking forward to that. As to how we'll see it, who knows how the world will shake itself up, but we'll wait and see. But be it in theaters or on Disney+, Plus, we'll watch it. And then, of course, we'll do a review on it. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: But it's still a ways off. So
2: right.
0: don't expect that review to drop tomorrow. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but, uh, but it will when the movie comes out. That's for sure. Yes. Um, all right, Donnie. That's all. I think that's all the news we have.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So we can step right in to uh, to what if episode two. So, uh, Donnie, why don't you give us a little bit of uh, a, a description breakdown of what this episode was about, and we can talk about it.
1: Well, this is a reimagining of really the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah. Only this time, instead of Peter Quill as Star-Lord, we see T'Challa as Star-Lord. And I, I do want to preface everything that comes after this by saying, I got really emotional hearing Chadwick Boseman's voice again. And if you happen to watch our you know Green Arrow 80th anniversary co- uh, coverage of that comic, uh, I kind of lost it a little bit talking about Denny O'Neill. I could lose it a little bit talking about Chadwick Bozeman here because I think what he, his performance as Black Panther and among other things, you know, Jackie Robinson. And I just think that he meant so much to so many people. And to once again hear him as T'Challa, even a modified version of T'Challa, was. Uh, Again, very emotional for me. It, it just it really hit me hard. And at the same time, it was enjoyable. So let's get back into the story here. We see we open up with T'Challa lifting the Power Stone from Morag. Very familiar scene. If you remember, you know, Peter Quill kind of dancing his way uh, onto the scene in Guardians of the Galaxy. Only this time it's T'Challa. You can hear that. You can hear it immediately. You hear, you know, Chadwick Bozeman as T'Challa, you know, doing that accent. And yeah, what's really funny here is that we see kind of an inverted uh, interaction with Korath, whereas you know, with Peter Quill it was like Star Lord, who only this time he knows that. Right. Yeah, Star Lord is is kind of like you know a he's like a uh, a galactic. Uh, interstellar Robin Hood
0: yeah he's also yeah yeah, yeah
1: yeah he's legendary and so you know he's like oh Star Lord and, <laughs> and what follows is like the most respectful fight you're ever going to want to see on film as <laughs> they kind of spar back and forth for the Power Stone and uh, <laughs> I I really like that it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh of you know uh, I'm sorry I love you Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania, <laughs> you know it's it t'challa he didn't really want to put korath down but he had to because he was in his way so what did you think yeah. of that scene sir
0: yeah no i thought it was a nice inversion of what actually happened in the movie whereas it was like who are you like you're nobody to hear is somebody like well-known famous you know legendary as you pointed out um
2: and uh just in general i thought while in the first episode you know they took a lot of beats directly from
0: uh, captain america the first avenger and just you know gave them the peggy carter twist Mm -hmm. i think the backdrop is the guardians of the galaxy movie but there's a lot more differences here in this episode compared to even the Peggy Carter episode. Like, it's even more different. It's not, like, there's not as many similarities. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, and I'll I'll say this. I think it has to do with the fact that it's not that in no way am I denigrating Peter Quill, but T'Challa, we know, even at, I guess he would have been 11 in this, T'Challa's special. He is somebody who, you know, he's raised with these Wakandan values And even when he is taken at such a young age, he is somebody who has a strong moral fiber instilled with him. Mm -hmm. And what he's able to do is change the direction of this timeline, including the Ravagers. And later on, we see him change the mind of, of a villain who's included in the Ravagers. And I'll get to that in a second. But we see that when he's taken, we see a very interesting interaction with Yondu and flash forward to star lord being an adult now the ravagers are they're no longer mercenaries they're they they do not have criminal elements anymore they've gone straight they even say that and they're trying to help a planet that's actually dying mm. and so it's a much different uh much more different storyline we see than what we saw in episode one where it kind of hit beat for beat for a while this did that a little bit and then went in a bold new direction.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I,
0: I agree hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, let's continue. Let's continue on with the story.
1: Well, I I have to say, I watched this a few different times. I always do to try to get all the little, you know, minutia, all the little details out of these stories. The second time I watched this through, I did so with my oldest daughter, and I looked over at her the moment that Thanos sits down at the table and is like, yeah, T'Challa changed my mind. That's what I mean about T'Challa being special. Not only, you know, he's not just about, you know, the fists and the feet. You see that he's actually able to make an argument here that changes the direction of this entire universe because he changes Thanos' mind.
2: Yeah,
0: and, and it's,
1: Thanos. It, Thanos goes straight.
0: Yeah, like it, it's pretty.
2: It's pretty impressive that, like, even though he's not king of Wakanda in this iteration, you could tell that that was his destiny because, like you said, he's able to change the mind of somebody of Thanos's. You know. Uh, stature, mm-hmm. and he's able
0: to do it without beating him to a pulp or you know engaging in a fight. Right. It's with common sense and, and dialogue. So, right. Um. Yeah,
2: and I gotta I gotta say, that was really shocking to see Thanos interacting with these characters and not trying to kill them or snap them out of existence (laughs) (laughs) was really strange.
1: Yeah. Well, and later on, we see another change here that's kind of for the positive. Nebula, you know, she's not the, you know, kind of... um, She's not... You know, she hasn't been, like, cybernetically, like, um, redone nearly as much. Mm. She's, you know, she's kind of this... Uh, much more sort of normal looking as an alien, but she comes along and she and T'Challa know each other. Mm -hmm. And she talks about uh, this thing called the Embers of Genesis, which T'Challa wants to use to wipe out hunger across the galaxy. And again, you see this kind of very positive spin on T'Challa as Star-Lord, that he's kind of able to instill optimism and uplift everyone around him. And it was, you know, again, it was very bold. It was very interesting to watch. Again, hearing Chadwick Boseman uttering the kind of dialogue that he had. You know, it it's like Chadwick Boseman was, like, born to, like, inspire the world in so many ways. Even through just, you know, a medium of fantasy. Yeah, I just uh, I can't say enough good things about him.
0: Yeah, and it, it, what it was impressive, I think, was that you know, with the with the live action version of T'Challa, you know, he had to be influenced by his by his love interest, and also not not that they had to sway his mind, but and his sister
2: too, you know, Wakanda should be helping. Yes. Our people all over the
0: world, not just hiding and keeping all our technology for ourselves. Uh, you know, it seemed like you got the impression that that was something that he agreed with. But in the live action movie, uh, his responsibility as king and protecting, you know, the secrecy of Wakanda was, was
2: at least for the first portion of the, the, the film, to. Too important to, to deviate from that
0: from that strategy. Whereas here, right off the bat, because he doesn't have those responsibility to Wakanda only, he's already in that mode where, how can I get back? How can I, you know, make the world a better place? How can I help others? So he's already in that space, partially because the burden of being a king of a of a nation is off his shoulders.
1: Right, yeah. Now that's partially due to a lie from Yondu. Yondu right. told him that Wakanda's destroyed, which we later on learn that's not the case. But that's another interesting part of the story. So back to the Embers of Genesis. To gain possession of the Embers of Genesis, T'Challa and the Ravagers are going to have to steal those from the Collector, who in this version looks like Goldberg. Uh, he's he's enormous. He's powerful. And there's a lot of interesting battle scenes here at the end with the Collector as well as the children of Thanos. And we actually see Thanos fighting some of his children, which I thought was, that was a really interesting visual too near the end. Absolutely. What did you think?
0: To me it's just insane, (laughs) like I said, to see Thanos willingly fighting alongside the Guardians. Mm Mm-hmm. It, it it just shows you how different this universe is because we had just you know a couple of years prior. See, like his objective was no, I'm wiping you guys off the face of the earth, and, and that's the end of the story. Um, so it, it is a drastic change, far like that's why I alluded to earlier far more drastic than anything we saw in Captain Carter.
1: Mhm. Yeah. So. um and i've really got to say there's there's a lot of great voice work here uh denai Guerrero is back seth green as howard the duck by the way um mm. <laughs> there's a character that i never thought i'd see revived but yeah. you know this this is the second time now and uh he was pretty funny in this
2: right. um
1: yeah there's a lot of you know kurt russell is back as ego near the end yeah, um cameo. benicio del toro as the collector. I, Huge change to the collector, but a very interesting one. Yeah. But uh, and Michael Rooker also does an outstanding job as Yondu, as you would expect. But you know, again, this was carried by the work of Chadwick Bozeman. Absolutely, and it was mm, it was just amazing. And you know, eventually the plan does does kind of work out. Uh, we don't want to give away the complete end of it here, yeah. but the Interesting thing is as this is over, you know, T'Challa is deciding where do I want to be? I can be anywhere in the universe. And there's an interesting line where Yandu says, basically, you belong anywhere.
2: Yeah. You
1: know, you're you're that special.
2: Yeah.
1: And of course, T'Challa decides to go back home, and you see T'Challa's, you know, biological family and kingdom united with his other family and he even called right. them as so um and i really like the part where thanos was talking with the dora and yeah. his, explaining his plan he was like no 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 it's not genocide because it's random yeah
2: <laughs> and, and they're like, like no no no, it no, no it's been, still
0: genocide <laughs> and he'd be like, yeah, but it would have been so easy just to, like, <laughs> and, uh, and, you know was funny about that the casualness with which he was saying it like oh yeah sure Half the population, but just like it's yeah. so simple, just like you
1: know. Yeah, I like how you know, with with ease, he's laying out. He's like, no, 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 because it's random, you yeah. know,
0: it's no problem. The, the the casualness of it all was what really made me laugh, um,
2: but also uh, like the part where you know, um, sort of King Tachaka is basically saying.
0: Uh, what, what, well, so why, why does it take my son this long, you know, uh, to, to, to come home, or how did you, how did you, uh, come into contact with my son? And, and yeah. you know, it, it, all, the young almost choking on his drink and he spits it on, <laughs> and like, see, well,
2: yeah, and he was
0: trying to find this big spiel, and and uh, T'Challa covers for him, and says, Oh, he, he he rescued me. Um, it, it just what what a shyster, uh, a yondu is <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those lovable, lovable shysters. So it was kind of
2: funny, but also, um, I guess um, the other thing that really
0: sort of hooked me was the little hints of music that had the Wakanda, you know, uh, sound.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: from the original film, which I thought was a nice, a nice touch. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah the wakandan visuals were were just amazing uh yeah i really like the uh the the drone the the uh, the wakandan uh spaceship that was flown by the drones that was a that was a nice little layer added here so
0: the production design was fantastic again like the animation it it just all looks so great Um, um, the color really pops it's visually stunning i I'm absolutely 100% on board with what they've given us so far, and each episode looks distinct, right? Mm-hmm. It's amazing yep. how distinct uh, each episode, or the first two at least, look. I mean, usually once a show establishes a look, they pretty much they maintain that throughout, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But this being animation, taking different stories, taking place in different locales. Things are going to, I mean, the animation stays the same, but the look, the vibrancy of the scenario changes depending on what story they're telling. And I like that.
1: Yeah. And I also want to point out there's also a lot of little Easter eggs here, especially among the collection of the collector. We see Captain America's shield. We see Mjolnir. We also see Hela's headpiece, yeah. which comes into play. And that's very interesting.
2: So yeah.
1: if you're a long time, Marvel cinematic fan, there's a lot here that you're going to recognize. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um
2: the one thing that I that kind of bothered me a little bit was that you know, the Ravagers they picked up T'Challa but they got the wrong kid. And
1: I like the reasoning why I forget yeah, exactly what I forget which character said it, but they're like, yeah, all humans look alike
0: to us. <laughs> yeah, Yandu shows them the, the, the yeah. hologram, you know, and Peter, Quill and and the the child obviously, you know, have striking differences. And he's like, does this look like the, like Peter to you? Right? <laughs> and that's when they say that, I like, know oh, all humans look alike. Like that.
2: Uh,
0: but the justification, I oh, will just take him anyway. Like that was yeah. a little bit, really?
1: Like the Ravagers are just going to be that casual. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, Yondu, he just he does kind of fly by the seat of his pants. So yeah, it made sense. That that was
0: a little bit a little bit much, you know, like the the whole. Well, we'll take him anyway.
1: (laughs) So one thing we need to point out here that I think may influence some future episodes is we also see Ego meeting up with Peter Quill at the end of this. Peter Quill's a much older version of himself. He's actually mopping the floor at a Dairy Queen. Yeah, he's still got his Walkman. Yeah, exactly. I believe it was Dairy Queen.
0: It was, it was. Because I remember desperately wanting an ice cream from Dairy
2: Queen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The power of suggestion. But where does that relationship go from here now without any kind of mitigating force if all of a sudden ego comes in contact with Peter Quill? what happens now so
0: I'll be i think peter Clark can go the other way now because he doesn't have that base mm-hmm. that familiar connect, connect connection with the guardians and yondu yeah i yeah. think you could turn them the other way yeah. i think we're getting a heel turn from uh, uh
2: he'll he'll turn. Turn from, <laughs> uh, from uh,
0: peter quote yeah.
1: <laughs> uh but the last thing i'm going to say is uh the episode ends with a dedication to Chaz- chadwick Bozeman. if you haven't been that uh definitely go see that screenshot I couldn't agree more with what was said because he was a hero to a lot of people. Oh, and uh, again, I, I'll say that I fought back tears seeing that. It's really hard to think about, you know, Chadwick Bozeman having left us so soon and not being able to come back and do so many more things that you would have expected him to do as an actor only in his 40s. But um, I'll say one more time. Thank you, Chadwick, for everything. And uh we'll never forget you. Wakanda forever.
2: Absolutely. And uh, I think... um The good thing is I
0: believe I've read that we're going to hear and see T'Challa again uh, before this season is done. Mm-hmm. Because, spoiler, if you look at the trailer... He makes up a part of the
2: alternate what-if Avengers team.
1: Yes.
2: So we're going to see him again.
1: Um,
0: Or hear him again, yes. Yes, well, see the animated version of him and hear him again. Um, So there's that. At least we have one more uh, performance to look forward to. But, um, yeah, I thought this was a great episode. Um, So... As we as we wrap up here, uh, uh what would you uh, give it in terms of a, a rating?
1: Um, I, I'm going to give this episode an A plus. If no other reason, again, just for hearing Chadwick Bozeman's amazing voice work, but also the direction that this episode took mm-hmm. in infusing T'Challa into the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. You know that that doesn't sound like something that would it wouldn't automatically work. But the way it was written, it was just amazing. So yeah, yeah only, sh- I'm,
0: when you think A- about it, it shouldn't work. Yeah, but but, but um, yeah, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna give it an A. Um, just my, that minor quibble <laughs> that I had about them just saying,
2: oh, we'll take him anyway, even though we got the wrong case. No, really. I mean, like you said, to be able to put T'Challa in, a, in you know, in the Guardians of the Galaxy
0: uh, world and realm, and 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 make it work uh, is commendable. And also, you know, um, what I liked about it was that yes, there was a bit of Guardians, there was a bit of Black Panther, but it was a wholly unique alternate take on these characters and well said isn't that the point of what if uh Mm -hmm. so uh they really i think uh hit the head on the hit the nail on the head in terms of what the what if concept is especially with this episode uh so top tier uh work from the voice actors the animators You know, the the people that did the score and how they weaved in the Wakanda stuff in there. Uh, Top-notch work uh, from everybody involved, so uh, well done to everybody, and it's an A for me. Uh, But that's it for this week. Um, uh, We will be back in a couple of weeks with two What If reviews. Um, Mm -hmm. So, uh, because scheduling, we have some other stuff we need to take care of in terms of episodes, so in two weeks, we'll have two more episodes
2: uh, of "What If" to review for you, and uh, I we look forward to uh, re-convening
0: uh, with you then and sharing our thoughts with those two episodes. But in between those two uh, two uh, episode uh, two weeks, you can still uh, discuss "What If" with Donnie and myself on social media. So, Donnie, where can they find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter as The Emerald Enthusiast. Let's discuss Marvel. Let's discuss collectibles. Let's discuss anything along those lines, including let's discuss Green Lantern.
0: Indeed. And if you want to follow me, it's at Adam underscore LeastFan on Twitter. The Facebook group is in the description below. Click it. I'll add you. We can continue the conversation there. And the podcast network has its very own Twitter handle, the and that is at MMNPDC. So if you want to contact me through there, you that, you can as well. But that brings this episode to a close. Um, and what better way to end it than saying T'Challa is forever and Wakanda is forever. From the first adventure in the main MCU to the last adventure in the what-if iteration of the MCU. So long, everybody.
1: So long, everyone.